are listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, mate? I am doing well, sir. I'm doing well. It's uh, always good to be chatting with you. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. No. I'm looking forward to uh, to chatting with our guest today, joining us from uh, the Twin Cities, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, I believe. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about digital transformation and, and all kinds of interesting things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, 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 without further ado, why don't we just introduce our guest and keep the so we don't uh, keep our listeners in suspense and uh, jump right into it. I, I was told that that was a thing we should have more is more suspense. More suspense. Dial up the suspense. Say the uh, <laughs> podcast consultants. Maybe we could. Maybe, should we hire a podcast consultant? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I put nine of them on LinkedIn every three days. So. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, expressing the fact that they have probably fifty-five years of podcast experience. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing how long some of them have been around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Predates podcasting. Uh, so joining us today is Ryan Carlson. Ryan has a uh, long and storied history in uh, digital transformation and manufacturing, and is currently the head of market development at Health Jump. Welcome to the Cooler Ring, Ryan. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Ryan, I think you may be, and I say this, uh, just as I say it, Jeff's going to tell me that it's not true, but I'm thinking you may be the first uh, guest to join us from the Twin Cities, actually. Well, thank you. You betcha. So Thanks you're like that. representing an entire, you know, city, region, of, 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 and frankly, you're representing the entire United States of America on this uh, Canadian-based podcast. So there's a lot of weight on your shoulders, really. Yeah, and I will actually correct you because Jas Carr uh, was our first uh, ah. guest, remember? She invited us to come and experience the Twin Cities, and I was actually in Minneapolis last year and, and quite liked it. See, I knew you were going to complete, you always have a better memory than I do, and I knew you were going to make me look bad i'm not trying to make you look or at bad. least sound bad no i'm just trying to keep you on on the level all right understood well ryan thank you for representing the twin cities for the second time on the cooler ring well very good i'm happy <laughs> to be the goodwill ambassador of the midwest <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. all right uh, look it's, uh, it's great to have you on the show and i want to kind of uh spend at least a portion of our time uh, digging into an earlier conversation that we started offline where um, you were really um, framing up um, the world of marketing in uh, the times of COVID-19 and post-COVID uh, as saying it's a time when people really need to revisit um, the balance and dynamic between brand and performance marketing. And I'd like to understand more about what you're talking about there and the point that you're trying to communicate, um, simply because I, I frankly haven't heard a lot of people beating this drum. So um, it sounded interesting to me. Let's uh, So let's hear that drum a bit and go from there. <laughs> it's a bit of the jungle drums like a Jumanji. So I've got to have a rhino coming out from the next room uh, as we do this uh, brand marketing. Boom, ba da boom, ba da boom. Uh, so long and sorted past, I've actually been a champion for performance marketing for over a decade now, really looking at let's let's tie marketing to results. You know, this isn't the the department of events and brochures and of making things look pretty and putting logos on stuff. And, you know, the thing is, 
I've been having a lot of conversations with CMOs and VPs of marketing and, and other directors. Uh, and I'll be honest, COVID-19 is sending us a huge disruption. Like we haven't seen something like this since the 2008 period uh, in which that took everyone by surprise. Like, oh my gosh, how could this possibly happen? We're not in a growth phase. Uh, so we've we've experienced you know, 12 years of you know this recovery period and we've in, in the golden age of of manufacturing and you know a lot of people were seeing record orders we understood the social hive mind of our customer base everyone was looking for where there's more money because there's always more money to be made and and so as a brand we wanted to be you know who, who we've always been uh, as, as any brand is, is known in the market. And so it's just, let's just do more of that, but we're just more successful. But, but right now, all of the messages that we would say, so when I say we need to look at brand marketing versus performance marketing is that they are so interlinked when you get down to, when you set up performance marketing. Remember when we built our first automation platform and started doing our direct marketing and content marketing. It all started with that initial market research and the sentiment of our users and our buyers. And we, most of us built out personas uh, or in our marketing automation platform, we've got the personas where we do progressive scoring and we start you know, allocating like what, what persona do they fit in based off the content that they're, that they're consuming uh, to help our sales channel convert faster. Everything's changed. Why I'm saying we need to go and revisit brand marketing is it's not so much, you know, do we need to redo our logo and, or rebrand? It's we got to go back to that marketing playbook, open it up, blow some dust off of it and say, are the personas that we've been marketing to still accurate? Because not a single customer has been changed or buyer has gone unchanged as a result of this global pandemic and and the crisis that it's put on supply chain, on manufacturing, on even commercial, I mean, period, right? So are you, are you really saying here, it's not that the personas have necessarily changed entirely. It's the same, uh, potentially the same members of the buying committee. Yeah. Um, but you're saying that the uh, characteristics of that persona, uh, the marketing triggers, uh, that may lead them to explore solutions, the things that they consider important, the objections that they may have in a sales process. Um, you're suggesting that that's what's changed. Am I hearing you correctly? That, that's right. It's like a good detective movie where they go, oh, what's the motive, right? Like what motivates people is different. Are you in a, are you just trying to be in survival mode? You know, people are surviving or thriving uh, in many cases, right? Um, and this is where I'm saying we need to go back to that 2000 year old principle of rhetoric, which is going to be looking at the audience, the context and the purpose, right? This is like super basic stuff. The audiences aren't changing. I agree with you. You know, our personas, like who they represent, those groups of people are not different. We might have new ones though depending on what industry you're in, right? This is the classic answer. It depends. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, so if you're in health or medical, there's probably new groups of buyers. Uh, janitorial probably is like a whole new emerging buyer group uh, if you sell cleaning supplies. Um, but the, 
the the context in which they're in, right? So this is the part when we're thinking about the persona and are they at the busy office or they're, you know, we're trying to catch them while they're in the car or at the airport terminal going between important meetings? No, we're actually, they're now at home and they don't have all of the same, the context is so radically different, even for the, just the foreseeable future. Hmm. You know, if you want to go back, go back to history and look at every time there's been a pandemic or a, a large spread epidemic, like we, this is going to come back. We're going to see resurgences anywhere from two to five times. So let's not get too comfortable with, you know, uh, saying, hey, congratulations, uh, the first wave is done, right? It, it, hopefully it's less each time, which would be great. Uh, so that aside, things are going to be different for the next five years, period. People are going to be looking over their shoulder. Businesses are going to be operating different. We're going to be more conservative in a lot of the things that we're doing. There's going to be other businesses that are going to be seeing this as a huge opportunity, which that buyer persona, the context is changing in that you might have someone who is now so hyper relevant, they're flush with cash because they, you know, had that windfall moment because whatever, for whatever reason, their products and or services are super relevant, hyper relevant. Uh, and so this is the butterfly effect. And we need to be aware of the now, the next and the future because audience context and purpose, the purpose is still going to be, well, what is the goal of that person? that persona? What are they trying to do? And if we're going to be building up value propositions and sales messaging and content, it needs to align with where they are then, right? Mm -hmm. And then we can go back to performance marketing, go back to our analytics, go back to um, all of the, the instead of the, the quant qualitative, we can go to the quantitative and validate some of the things that we've been thinking about, looking at the search terms, at the activity, um, you know, the content that people are revisiting. Uh, so, I think there's a. I, I want to kind of um, uh, jump further into this uh, notion of growth versus survival, because a, at least a strong part of your argument hinges upon that. To say that, yep. especially those that are find themselves in survival mode, the context has changed a lot from what the economy was don't necessarily disagree with you, but what I find interesting, um, and, and it's happening on both sides of the border. I think sometimes in Canada, it seems a little bit more amplified as we look uh, south to our American <laughs> neighbors, but I'm not so sure it is in some ways, uh, uh, the, the, the thing I'm about to say. I, I think there's just a strong sense, I think, among a number of people as though, um, uh, okay, we've got this hit, you know, we've, we've taken this hit. We're, it's, it's it's nearing completion. Start to get the offices back opened up, or or whatever, and, and almost like it, it's just going to resume to a growth economy in a month or two. Like almost like this has been a, just almost a minor blip, if you will. Um, uh, and then there's the other side of the argument, which is I think what you're articulating to say uh, that's folly, that that's not the case. It's not a minor blip. This isn't over in a couple of months, and it's going to fundamentally change how people buy what you sell and make. Um, I guess uh, how do you square your uh, thinking uh, when you kind of uh, 
turn on the evening news or uh, take a browse through Twitter, however you ingest your, your, your news these days, and uh, see basically uh, people screaming to reopen the economy and get back to normal tomorrow. <laughs> well, uh, as, as someone who, who has been trained as a historian as well, uh, all I can do is say this happened before and it's going to happen again. The exact same reactions, whether we're looking at 1918 or we're looking at the the, the swine flu, um, you know, like this, the, the, even the so the societal reaction, uh, because it is the same. You know, there's the ostrich in the sand. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to go back to it, and then you're going to have on the opposite side, you're going to have the reactionaries where you know the sky is falling so we either have an ostrich with their head in the ground or chicken little right and so the goal is to try and find the happy medium now as as someone who looks at markets and wants to plan i mean there's there's the reacting i I'll say you know do you want do you want my reaction or do you want my response because my reaction is going to be far more emotional it's going to be my immediate gut level like here's what's coming out of you know brain to mouth with very little filter, uh, and and my response is where I've had a chance to think through it, and I think more businesses need to be thinking about equal measure. It's not just how are you reacting to the situation, but how are you going to respond? And in a world in which there is so much uncertainty, we now start having to think about. You know, Schrodinger's recovery period. We're both recovering at an astronomical rate and we're not all at the same time. And we won't know until we get there. But that means that we're at least factoring into our playbook what happens when, you know, uh, Builder Bob or whatever our, our persona is, you know, go through the exercise. This might even be looking at something like uh, using like the business model canvas or a value proposition design canvas, like dust off some of those tools that we may have used in the past uh, early on in our in our journey to start thinking through and map just like let's just go on two extremes head in the sand versus chicken little right how does this change their business their revenue stream their cost structures the resources they have on hand we can make a lot of assumptions about the resources due to shedding extra people you know we can look at different industries and go all right who's going first all right. Well, marketing, marketing, they're they're they were off in the first lifeboat. They're 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 gone. They're no longer no longer on the ship. Well, there's some marketing, but not all of them. And then uh, you know, recruitment, talent acquisition. They're 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 in the next boat. All right, good luck. You know, trying to uh, you know reduce ballast on the on the or reduce the amount of weight on the on the on the ship. Right. Um, so who's shedding what weight and what does that skeleton crew look like? And it's going to be different for every industry, every single industry. Um, you know, is are you keeping the doers, or are those the ones that are getting furloughed and 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 you know they're waiting to return to work? So, like just knowing that, you can make some assumptions about what their recovery will look like, and it's going to be different in every industry. In two thousand eight, we we learned a lot of things. You know, 2008, no one had any cash on hand, took everyone by surprise. They were highly leveraged financially, paid out a lot of dividends, paid down a lot of debt uh, to get in a very good financial picture. And uh, marketing 
was very quickly uh, you know, cut at a lot of organizations. And those that didn't recovered much faster in that period. And, and, and I don't want to say it's because they had the humans. I think because when you are, when you are in marketing and you are going through that challenge, because I was still in marketing, I actually had my job through 2008 and, and weathered it quite well, but we thought about how do we plan for the eventual recovery or what does this mean and how do we, how do we change? So rather than being worrying about like how to get the next job, we're thinking about how to get the next customer or what are our customers going through and what's relevant to them and, and when do we get to put the, the foot back on the accelerator and ramp back up. Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash sample ABM. I have sensed a bit of an interest in, uh, and maybe it's this uh, uh, urge to return to what people consider normal, but, um, you know, we, we heard a lot, of course, in the first number of weeks of this uh, pandemic, um, every bit of business communication started with uh, in these crazy uncertain times, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I think we're uh, getting those. Like, yeah. Oh no, it's still normal. happening. I, I think on the recipient end, though, I, what I'm hearing from people is almost like, "Okay, quit talking to me about it. We all know yep. what what the, the damn reality is." Yeah. Um, and I still have a job to do right now, and I'm doing it from my kitchen table. And can we get on with it now? Um, uh, uh, which I mean, obviously, would sound incredibly cold if you had a you know loved one in the ICU with COVID nineteen. But for the vast majority of people, that's not the case. And there, um, I, I, there, there's a lot of fatigue I have found that set in. And, and in some ways, um, it's been interesting to me that for a lot of the conversation around how sales needs to change in these times and maybe not sell as hard and things of that nature, I've also heard from some other salespeople that have said, you, you know what, I've been able to get meetings that I've never been able to get before. And... I'm not trying to play, uh, uh, you know, play coy here. I'm very clear that I'm trying to sell them something, and I would like to meet with them about uh, about that. And, and that people are actually oddly resonating with it more and wanting to connect. Now that flies in the face of some of the stats I've seen from HubSpot and others suggesting that um, you know sales emails are getting responded to less in this time, et cetera. But um, I, you know, not all sales connects happen by email either, I suppose. So the HubSpot data is going to be pretty skewed. Um, uh, but it is interesting to me, that notion of uh, we have to be contextually aware. And there's no question to your point. The context is fundamentally different now than it was uh, three months ago. Um, but there's also that other push, if you will. Does that make sense at all? What do you mean? Yeah, there's the other push. There's the uh, either you're you're completely in support of uh, hey everything you know we're doing our best everyone be safe you know you're like saying the exact same thing that everyone else is uh, and right so congratulations you're no longer differentiating um, 
and and you know you're really not helping your SEO or SEM any either by saying you know talking about that stuff too much uh, or you're on the other end of like yeah there's no virus you know it's we're going to be opening up in no time you know and you know politics aside it's just i i really believe that it it, it is in that wishful thinking category and and when it comes to mistruths people believe either a lie or uh, just a statement Either because you believe something because you are either afraid of it being true or because you want it to be true. And, and I think that on, you know, on the, on both, both, actually, it's probably just on the one polar, polar side. Like you, you really want, you either want, want, want this to just, I don't know it. You want some certainty, right? We, we are all in a world in which there is no certainty. Uh, my, my wife is a therapist and she was sharing early on. She says, you realize that trauma is what occurs when your flight or flight response is kicking in and you can't choose either. And you have people who are, you know, being triggered by who knows what, because they have a flight or flight response and they're sheltering in place and cannot go anywhere. They physically cannot move through this or move away from it. And there's nothing to fight. And so it's creating this angst, this desire to do something. And so our flight or flight responses, you know, the, the, the lizard brain that we all have and, and try to market to sometimes, right? Uh, that, that lizard brain that's looking for contrast, that's looking for understanding is confused and it's lashing out and it's doing weird things. It's being unpredictable. And, uh, you know, the, the, the mixed messages aren't helping either. So, uh, that was kind of a tangent, but you know, the thing is we are, man, all I could, all I could think of is just how difficult it must be to win an argument against a spouse. Who's a therapist. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I, I'm like I, I don't know how you even get there. I mean, uh, that's a uh, good luck with that. Yeah. There's all kinds of things against you. No, I, 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 I'm a, I'm a better spouse and a better, uh, a better dad as a result. So, <laughs> oh, I, uh, <laughs> send us her number after. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I, I could probably use to talk to somebody. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, that, that sounds like an automatic negative thought. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to, uh, uh, say, you, know, you mentioned there's the two, kind of uh the two sides of the coin on the one hand the people who are like this changes everything on the other hand people are like i don't know let's get back you know back to normal fire up the the wagons and then you have others like you know the, the ad that's been making the rounds um uh, uh mint mobile um i don't know if you've seen uh, a bit of a social media spot or what have you, you know, nope. youtube uh, video whatever i mean things up to like two million or more views now and it's just been out for a few days um but it's, you know, Ryan Reynolds uh, is taking uh, the viewer through the TV ad that they were going to create uh, pre-COVID. Um, <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's two seconds long with great visual effects. But of course, that all got canceled. And then it goes into just a PowerPoint presentation to communicate with you 
the um, uh, features and benefits of the unique selling proposition of Mint Mobile. I mean, it gets very business focused very quickly and it actually sells you on the product, but it does so in a way that's contextually, contextually aware to your point. Uh, and it doesn't, um, it, 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 it doesn't fall on either side of this changes everything or, or, head in the sand, just get back business to normal or what have you. It, it doesn't fall on either side of that. It seems like it, it, one piece of marketing I've seen lately, admittedly more on the consumer side versus a, a manufacturing marketer that, that seemed to just kind of understand where people were at mentally with this and make that transition. Um, yeah, tread that line really, really nicely. And yeah. it doesn't hurt that he has impeccable comedic timing either in his delivery of how, how he does it. But uh, yeah, it does seem to kind of meet people where they are, as, as you would say. Yeah, and it doesn't... Um, well, it doesn't that, do anything yeah. in terms of trying to... Um, you know, there's no... You know, people, oh, you have to be more empathetic and helpful in this. It doesn't actually do that, does it? But it succeeds. No. What it, what's doing is it's providing empathy, but without pandering. Hmm. Yeah. Right? Empathy without pandering to either one of the ends. And that's just good marketing. And, and that's why this idea of brand marketing is who is the brand. If you want to think about brand positioning, positioning is not is not anything more than how you need to be perceived to be successful. Full stop. That's it. How you need to be perceived in order to be successful. And now, then you they say, to who? Yeah, that's exactly right. right? There's more than just one group that you need to be successful. Internal, external, uh, buyers, users, uh, potential buyers, employees. But it's perceived and perception is truth in the world of marketing, right? This is why we've got gaffes and PR fiascos and things that are completely unrelated to the product of the quality, the product of the quality, the quality of the product uh, is what can sink a, co a company that does something that has nothing to do with the product. And it's just all about the perception or being completely tone deaf or the lack of empathy. And so that's where I, I see that bridge, right? Good. When I first went to work at the uh, House of Commons as a political uh, uh, chief of staff to a member of parliament, I believe it was day two of our training when we were told perception is reality, truth is negotiable. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so it was true in politics then and it's true in marketing, I think, always. Well, it, it is the world of conveying ideas. Well, Ryan, this has been a, a, a fascinating conversation, a meandering one at that. Uh, I don't know that we've resolved any uh, grand debates between brand versus performance marketing, but I think you've certainly helped um, uh, put a lot of the current uh, marketing reality uh, uh, and just kind of sh it's, it just really sh has shone an interesting light onto uh, our current context for our listeners. And I thank you for doing that. Well, thank you. This is this has been great, and and I agree. This has been a bit of a turducken of conversation with topics inside other topics. So uh, it is amazing how much turduckens get brought up on the cooler ring. Uh, I, you know, I, I hear that. I I I I hear that. So it's a. Um, uh, it's it's never uh, nearly the crowd pleaser that one would think. But no, uh, we, we often mistake 
and they use it against vegan or with vegans and they just don't like the idea at all. <laughs> Ryan, yeah, all the best. And uh, thank you uh, for joining us uh, and representing the Twin Cities so well today. You betcha. On behalf of everyone here in the, the, the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ryan. Thank Take you. Care. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.